0: Hello, Community Health Center advocates. This is Kristen St. John, and welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. Today is January 13th, 2021, and here's the latest in advocacy more in minutes. Joining me today is the NAC advocacy team, Shamal Shepard and Marie McCauley. NAC strongly condemns the violence carried out against our nation, our democracy, our legislators, and our public safety officers and other employees at the U.S. Capitol. Our communities deserve to live in safety with resources that help make us stronger and unified. Go to NAC.org to read NAC's statement on last week's events. As you know, community health centers have a long history of resilience in the face of seemingly overwhelming challenges. Since 1965, we have overcome many obstacles and persevered to provide dignified quality care for our medically underserved populations and hard-to-reach communities, and we will continue to do so for our patients, our communities, and our nation. Please refer to your Washington update for the latest updates on health center policy and advocacy, and be sure to check out new resources to help you to build resilience through personal wellness. For further support, please email us at grassroots Now let's get to the latest in community health center policy and advocacy news. Marie?
1: Thanks, Kristen. The Trump administration is issuing guidelines to recommend that states open up vaccinations to individuals 65 and older and adults of all ages with a pre-existing condition that puts them at a greater risk for severe infection. The administration will encourage states to open up more vaccination venues to include mega sites, community health centers, and pharmacies, and will also stop holding back the vaccine doses for the second shot. Discussions are also swirling about the Senate leadership's possibility of adopting power-sharing rules similar to a power-sharing agreement forged two decades ago during the Bush administration. It outlines the chamber's daily operations and its committees. With Democrats winning both Georgia Senate seats, the Senate will be split 50-50 with Vice President-elect Kamala Harris casting any tie-breaking votes. And last week, Health and Human Services announced that the Center for Disease Control would be providing more than $22 billion in funding to states, localities, and territories. These funds will support the nation's response to COVID-19 pandemic, as directed by the Coronavirus Response and Relief Supplemental Appropriations Act. Specifically, $19 billion will support expanded COVID-19 testing, contract tracing, surveillance, containment, and mitigation to monitor and suppress the spread of COVID-19. An initial $3 billion from the CDC will support vaccination activities. Last week, HHS Secretary Azar extended the public health emergency effective January 21, 2021.
2: Shamal? Thank you, Marie, for all those important updates. The Health Resources and Services Administration has provided COVID-19 vaccine FAQs and resources for CHCs to help inform about enrollment and reimbursement related to the vaccine, about providers who can administer the vaccine, and about liability protections. Learn more in your Washington Update or at cdc.gov. Also, on December 14, 2020, HHS finalized a 340B Administrative Dispute Rule. The rule allows 340B covered entities and manufacturers to challenge certain disputes before an HHS panel to seek resolution. This rule reflects NAC's efforts on behalf of CHCs compelling HHS to provide a previously non-existent means for covered entities to challenge manufacturer overcharging. Learn more in your Washington Update. And last week on January 6, 2021, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, issued an updated COVID-19 FAQ document. It appears the guidance would not affect the payment of prospective payment system or the scope of services covered under the FQHC benefit category. The form covers several items, including Medicaid provider enrollment after the public health emergency ends. Medicaid provider revalidation and Medicare waivers applicability to the Medicaid and CHIP programs. A complete and updated list of CMS actions, guidance, and other information in response to the COVID-19 virus can be found in your Washington update. Kristen, what's going on at the state level?
0: On November 24, 2020, NAC COO David Taylor sent Hearst's Deputy Administrator, Diana Espinoza, a letter seeking clarifications regarding Provider Relief Fund guidance, along with a summary of requests and recommendations. NAC received a response letter on December 11th. Several members of Congress have also expressed concern and sent a letter to Secretary Azar on December 14th, 2020. NAC will continue to monitor progress and fight for the needs of CHCs. On November 2nd, 2020, CMS published an interim final rule establishing vaccine-related coverage provisions for Medicare, Medicaid, Children's Health Insurance Program, and private insurance. CMS has updated their toolkits aimed at state Medicaid agencies, providers who will administer the vaccine, and health insurance plans. Last month, CMS issued a proposed rule, as well as related requests for information, that would place new requirements on managed care plans, state Medicaid and CHIP free-for-service programs, and qualified health plan issuers. Requirements include improving the electronic exchange of healthcare data and streamlining processes related to prior authorization. On January 4th, 2021, NAC submitted comments on CMS-9123 dash P proposed rule to Administrator Varma. You can find this submitted letter and others I mentioned in your weekly newsletter.
1: Thanks team and for our listeners some quick reminders. Make sure to thank your members of Congress for providing community health centers with long-term funding. Also please continue to refer to our HC Advocacy coronavirus advocacy tools in this challenging time. You can find the advocacy website at hcadvocacy.org. Also, make sure you're subscribed to our Washington update so you can see more health center news and what we're reading. In order to keep up with all upcoming advocacy events, visit hcadvocacy.org calendar. And for further support, please email us at grassroots or follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HCAdvocacy. As always, a huge thank you to all of our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy. And we'll be back next week.